Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankst, and today is September 20th, 2020, which means I'm on day 281 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and other than a commercial, no politics. As much of a comeback team as the Miami Heat is, they could not come back enough against the hardcore shooting Boston Celtics yesterday. OMG, these guys came out to play. Now, I understand when you're down 0-2, you want to just play your heart out. You put it all out on the court and you you just play to win. Because if you don't and you go down 0-3... There's basically no chance that you'll end up winning the series. So Boston played with that very sense of urgency, and it was just too much for Miami. Although they came close at the bitter end, inching their way to within less than double digits by the last few minutes of of play. Miami basically played at home because they're from the beach in Florida. And that's where these guys are all playing. So for them, it's like a home game. They're used to the weather. They're used to the scenario. They're used to the food, probably. But Boston is out of their element, physically and climate-wise. Right now in Boston, it's starting to get a titbit nipply. I'm sure it is on its way to the fall season, where people are wearing hoodies and jackets, and within a couple months, there will be snow on the ground. That will not happen in Miami, I guarantee you. But there is flooding in the state of Florida due to an additional hurricane. Hurricane season is never ending. We went through Wilfred. We went through Alpha. Now we're on Beta, second letter of the Greek alphabet. How fun is this? Now we've run out of names for the hurricanes, and we're switching to Greek letters. What a year, folks. What a year. Boston gave themselves a W. It's now 1-2. Miami still leading. We will see what happens in that series, but I'm pretty positive we all know what's going to happen in the LA-Denver series. They're going to sweep them. I'm sorry, Denver, you're just not good enough. I'm not sure how you made it this far to begin with. The Clippers should have easily destroyed Denver and played with no sense of urgency like a bunch of pathetic college kids. Now, for them, they actually don't deserve it. The Clippers didn't deserve to make it as far as they did, playing such sloppy, lackadaisical basketball. Denver deserved it because they played with their hearts and tried, and tried, and tried. Are they good enough? No. They will get swept, I sadly promise you. Well, everyone knows Dwayne The Rock Johnson is a beast. I mean, the guy is scary big. But if you didn't know before, you especially know now, after seeing a video of the aftermath of his solid steel gate that he ripped off with his bare hands because it malfunctioned 
and wouldn't open and he had to get to work. Yes, apparently he called someone to come out and fix it and they wouldn't be there for 45 minutes, but he had no time to spare. He was on his way to the set of one of his many films or TV shows and he just couldn't wait. So he just took it into his own hands, literally. Took the matter into his own hands and ripped this solid steel gate from its hinges in anger and annoyance and then threw it onto his front lawn and drove away. An hour later, a crew arrived to fix his gate, re-weld it, and they were in disbelief at the fact that he had physically bent the steel hinges and then tore them off of a brick wall. This dude is a master of disaster if he wants to be. I mean, I, I would never piss off the rock. I just wouldn't. I feel like he would just smash through walls and, you know, he's like a live version of the Juggernaut. But he's actually Black Adam. And now he posted on Instagram, I'm ready to be the Black Adam after destroying my gate. Yeah, what a psychopath. But apparently he continued filming a movie with him, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds called Red Notice coming out on Netflix. Now, I'm super excited about this. I mean, Netflix is getting big-name people for their movies these days. They've got Wonder Woman, Black Adam, and The Green Lantern all in the same movie, and it's not a DC film. So, you gotta know, this will be a fantastic flick. I expect a little comedic banter between The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. Anyone does. If Ryan Reynolds is in a movie... You know it's going to be funny. You know there's going to be some witty, you know, backlash, humor, just shit-talking, if you will. Gal Gadot, she's beautiful. Always a fantastic actress. I've never seen something she's in that I didn't like. And The Rock, as much as people like to pick apart his acting and say he's only famous because he's buff... Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, folks. The worst version of that ever. He was just a terrible actor early on in his career. Over time, he got better. His accent still remained horrendous. But I've seen every single movie he's ever made. And most of them I loved because they were bang, bang, shoot 'em up, hardcore, fist fight, action flicks. And that's the same thing with The Rock. So I got no problem with The Rock in any movie. I'll watch them all. And in fact, sometimes he is clever and funny. And it makes it even better. So check it out. Red Notice coming out on, in net, coming out on Netflix in 2021. Starring The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Well, folks, as much as you may hate him for his political views or whatever... Colby Covington proved his worth last night and defeated Tyrone Woodley with no issue. I mean, he just beat the crap out of Woodley, kicking him in the stomach, punching him to the side of his head, elbowing him, choking him out, and eventually putting him away and telling the crowd that he is on 
a warpath to regain his title in the UFC. He had some choice words afterward, of course, as well for the presidential race, but nobody worries about that. We knew Kobe Covington would say something in the, that regard, either if he lost or won. But he won, which made his cockiness a little bit more, and Woodley just looked like he was tired the entire fight. He was not even holding up his hands to block punches. He was just moping around that octagon, looking like he was ready to take a nap after the first round. And another fight went on that actually could result in a very sad ending for one of a for a beloved UFC fighter by the name of Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Cerrone's fight with Nico Price ended in a majority draw, which you almost never see. But had it not been for an eye poke to Cerrone's face by Nico Price, then it would have been a win for Nico because a point was taken away on account of that, which led to a majority draw, which in the end we have to assume basically Cerrone lost. And that's five in a row for Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Every time I see him fight, he loses. It's over. Dana White, in a press conference afterwards, said, it's time to have that conversation with Cowboy Cerrone. He said he knows it's going to devastate him, and he probably knows what's coming, but it is time to have the talk. Now, when your parents have the talk with you, it's either about the birds and the bees teaching you about sex or explaining to you, you know, that you did something bad or that they're getting a divorce, whatever. But when you get the talk from Dana White in the UFC, it's when he's telling you your career is over, you're no longer exciting to watch, the people have moved on, and you're done. So I suspect that coming soon to a household near you will be the news that Donald Cerrone has retired from the UFC, probably not MMA. This type of guy, he is a fighter for life. I mean, he would fight to the bitter end of his life if he was getting paid a handful of nickels. It looks like he just enjoys it, he wants to do it, and he will. Will it be in the UFC? Probably not. Dana White demands entertainment from his fighters. If you're not winning, your contract is cut and you get the boot. Maybe he'll see a better he'll see better odds in Bellator MMA. He's got options. He's still a legend in the world of MMA. People know Cowboy Cerrone. So, whether or not he's fighting for the UFC soon or in the near future, only time will tell, but I predict Dana White's going to call it quits and, you know, shut the door on Cowboy Cerrone. It's over, buddy. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. The WB wants Jim Carrey. Yes, Warner Brothers. Wants Jim Carrey to play an old Joker in the flesh. So now they have everybody lined up. They've got old Batman being played by Michael Keaton. 
Old Catwoman being played by Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know why they wouldn't have Old Riddler being played by Jim Carrey since he was the Riddler in Batman Forever. But he did seem to me, with his craziness and his smile and the fact that he did all that nutty stuff like the mask already, he would be a good Joker. He would. And apparently in the DCEU, the Joker will be played by multiple people in multiple multiverses. In multiple verses. I don't know how to say this, but basically it's because it will be people who were inspired by Fleck and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. People who were inspired by him to later become their own versions of the Joker, but not technically Mr. J himself. With that being said, it would be pretty cool to see Jim Carrey added to the long list of actors coming out in this Flashpoint movie because I'm telling you, it's got everybody. And apparently Ben Affleck is returning as the Batman, the actual Batman, the real one, in this movie. And they're in works to figure out a Batman Beyond scenario. Yes, the second version of Batman that came later on. And I really didn't watch Batman Beyond the cartoon or read any of those comics. I'm not as familiar with the character from Batman Beyond. But I do know this. The DCEU is not counting out any possibility at this point. They are ready to have a multiverse with every version of Batman, the Joker, Flash, everybody that you can imagine just to, to give people an entertaining shock that they believe they deserve and to try and keep up with what is obviously the better of the rivals, the MCU. Now, the MCU hasn't come out with anything lately. And the next movie coming out for them is the Black Widow crap that nobody cares about. I mean, no one cares. It's some Russian spy chick who becomes, you know, a part of the Avengers I think not. You would have died so quickly from anybody's powers. Embarrassing. But the DCEU has big plans coming out with Black Adam, Flashpoint, the second, Shazam. Yeah, Shazam 2 and just a whole bunch of stuff. And even a sequel to Aquaman, which some have rumored will show that he's gay now. Yes, even though Amber Heard was his love interest previously, so that's kind of strange. But I'm sure a lot of people out there who are also gay would love the idea of Jason Momoa being gay too. In the end, none of that matters to me. It just proves that the DCEU will reach to the ends of the earth to figure out a way to compete with the MCU and I'm all for it because I just want to see more movies. I grew up DC. Marvel was my brother's thing. So I want to see more DC characters and more movies. And I love bringing back old actors because it's, it's a nostalgic thing for me. I'm starting to get up there in age. So when I see these guys back on the big screen playing their original characters, it reminds me of being young. And I like it. A time when the world was simple. There was no pandemic or hurricanes to worry about 
Well, there was hurricanes, but I never lived around them, and news didn't carry that well back then. I gotta say, I'm excited for what the DCEU has in store, especially Black Adam starring The Rock. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gibbett podcast we've all been waiting for, and that is Real Stories, brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankston, Barbecusion, that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. And today I'm going to tell you a story that I'm reminded of on a daily basis because I keep getting bit by mosquitoes non-stop. At this point, my entire body is just one big bug bite. I've got bites on my legs, arms, neck, back. The mosquitoes love me. And they are quite apparent out here as I live right next to a basically a giant swamp between me and Mexico, and then, of course, the beach, which for some reason they say has sand and beach mosquitoes. I've never heard of these things, but I, I'm not sure they exist. It's just people's excuse as to why there's mosquitoes everywhere. They are seriously on one out here and on me on a constant basis. I have at least five as we speak, all of them super itchy, and it reminds me of a time when I I started to realize I was, I guess, a bit allergic to mosquito bites, and, you know, I would start to get bit, and they will swell up to be the size of silver dollars. They will be white at the beginning, and an elevation higher than my skin, so they're, like, obvious to the naked eye, and it freaks people out. They're like, what is this giant patch of skin protruding out of your body right here, right now? What is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, no, it's no big deal. It's a mosquito bite. It will, the swelling will go down to about a quarter that size, and then it will remain there for like a week until it goes away. Well, one time I was with my wife visiting her family in the Great Salt Lake. Yes. In Utah, I don't know why they call it the Great Salt Lake. It's a pile of garbage. It's disgusting. It's nothing but dead birds, mosquitoes, and literally no tourists because nobody wants to go see and smell this disgusting, dried up, salty, nasty lake that nobody can even swim in. And it apparently used to have a water park and theme park built into the side of it. Yes, actually went into this creepy old concert hall that is randomly there, and there was one guy working. He popped up out of nowhere. It was like some butler in a haunted mansion. And I walk in, he's like, how can I help you? I'm like, man, what is this place and why is it here? But he basically explained it was the last remaining building from a massive theme park where people would swim in the Great Salt Lake. And of course they loved it because they would float, they would be extra buoyant because of the saltiness. The level of salt is unreal. It's, it's like a brine. You can basically make pickles in it. And I guess people would swim, they would have a good time, everything was, was fantastic. Except he then took a weird turn in his emotion his emotions just took a crazy turn and he goes then the fire came and i'm like what he's like oh yes the entire theme park went up in flames many people lost their lives that day 
and forever the theme park was closed, and all that is left is this concert hall. So it kind of sounded like everything is haunted, you know, and the the spirits of these dead people from the fire are, you know, haunting anybody who steps foot in this. And the funniest thing about it, I look at one of the flyers on the bulletin board for the concert hall. That weekend, Tech 9 was playing. Yep. I was like, dude, we have to come back here and see Tech 9 at this random, middle-of-nowhere, ridiculous, haunted concert hall next to the dirty Great Salt Lake. This is so creepy and weird, it just makes sense. I mean, I can imagine the people that would have actually come out to that thing, me, and a bunch of Mormons, and it would have been hilarious. But I didn't have time. I was with my wife's family. We couldn't, we couldn't work out the logistics of it. So we left. But after, before we left, we went to this little pier thing, which actually sold beer, which was strange enough. And, you know, you just don't assume anywhere in Utah they sell beer like this. I mean, for us to get beer that wasn't Bud Light, we had to go to a liquor store. For you to, like, get Hefeweizen or, you know, for you to get Blue Moon or any type of malt liquors or wine coolers or anything above 5% alcohol, you have to go to a state liquor store, which there's, like, only one in every county. So... The fact that they had beer for sale at this little pier thing that kind of went into the, the lake bed itself was random. But my wife's dad partook. And he grabbed himself a brew. We're enjoying our day. We're smelling the disgusting, salty air of death and looking at all the dead birds. And I'm getting hit up by mosquitoes left and right. I am just getting bit. And, you know, I think I've told this portion of the story before, but I may as well tell you again because it's, it's pretty funny. So I'm in my wife's vehicle, well, her family's vehicle, uh, we get back in, it's like a van, and there's somebody sitting behind me, because I'm like in the middle seat in the center, and there's somebody behind me, it was like her little brother or somebody, and they're looking at the back of my neck, and they're like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, dude, you have a slab of flesh protruding out of the side of your dome, it looks like a tumor on your neck. Now, I'm freaking out because I actually had my lymph nodes swell up on my neck before when I was 12, and it led me to realize that I had cancer, which then I had to get chemo and radiation to get rid of. But in this case, it was a mosquito bite, in fact, probably several in the same spot, that had turned into a mountain on the back of my neck, the likes of which to this day I've never even seen again. Now, I've seen some very large mosquito bites on me that swelled up to look crazy. But this one takes the cake. This thing was half of my head. It looked like a massive tumor. And they were freaking out. They're like, dude, are you okay? Like, we're not sure that that you're fine right now. Are you going to pass out? What, what, what's wrong? Now, it did itch. It did. But other than that, it was no big deal. I wasn't dying or anything. I didn't feel like pain from it. So I told them, you know what? Don't worry. I'll figure it out. I'm sure the swelling will go down. But the entire ride back to their house 
They were in awe of this thing on the on the back of my head, and they, they just couldn't believe it. And I was just telling them, you know, it's just another day. As Pete Hankst, I have many issues, and one of them is my severe allergic reaction to mosquito bites. Mosquitoes who happen to love biting me. So if you're in an area with mosquitoes and I'm next to you, do not worry about getting bit. They will absolutely all come to me no matter what. They never get anyone else when I'm around, only me. Thank you very much for listening to the Peter Gabbett Podcast today, folks. I'd like to apologize one final time for the ridiculous commercial I'm about to play on the podcast. But you know what? I gotta make that money. And, you know, I'm not making much. I'm making a cent, two cents an episode, maybe. But it's more than I made when I had no commercials. And I have to do it because otherwise... I'm not going to make it to 365 promised episodes, which I want to do because I love each and every one of you, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Well, folks, I talked about Tech 9 in my last Real Stories segment, which means I have to play for you a song by Tech 9. In fact, this is the first Tech 9 song I ever heard, and it made me want to listen to more because it was so different from anything I'd heard before. And this was so many years ago. I mean... So it was like 15 years ago, but I knew I had to see this guy live. I knew he was weird. I knew I would be entertained by him, and I truly am to this day. He's hilarious. So here is Amatel by Tech 9 Abracadabra, 151 and Coke is Viagra. 
give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Got her in love from having the best shook. Look, I'm hella fed up with all the silly rumors, dawg. Saying that we got dropped from J. Cole. That never ever would happen. I mean, what do they know? We kept our head up. Now money's coming to us all. We're kicking it with strange, rolling in fame, giving the game. Only when I say so. So crack some bub with me. Demons, get some love with me. Do what you gotta do to get what you gotta get. I gotta get it all. Checking needles on the road. Get on some shrub with me. Two cases of bud with me. What you gonna do to get the women on crunk? I'ma hit them with the funk. Got them all like show. This is the town where the clowns put it down, baby. Close the door before your child hear the sound, baby. This is the town where the clowns put it down, baby. G's in your chakra, and ain't nobody hot talk. Close the door before your child hear the sound, baby. Mama say stop or I'm gonna Yo. One, and then comes the two to the three, and that was the anthem. Now this the anthem. Hella rocking the planet again. You can't stand it again. Huns, they've been coming through to see me, man. Then I depend some and I bust it random in the bit. I'ma land them. Dog, women, I rem it again. Raise, I love to get high and get paid. Why you wanna stick them with another hit up out of a biz, baby? You don't wanna miss the ish. Babes, they love to come by and get laid. Why am I the pinnacle when I rip it? I'ma kill them in this. To the haters, I gotta send them again. Bump this in your right or in the club. Giving everybody what they need. I give it all, so they give it all back to me. Haters, don't you hide, just show some love. Dig it, dig it, I'm a rep to be, and never ever let the sea get the best of me. So many kids put this on their daddy's mind. Never will I put them out there like that, feeling that I did, taking in and take it right back. Telling him their mommy's boyfriend is tag nine. Oh no, girl, your baby's at the door. This is the town where the clowns put it down, baby. Close the door before your child hear the sound, baby. This is the town where the clowns put it down, baby. G's in your chakra, and ain't nobody hot talk. Close the door before your child hear the sound, baby. Mama say stop or I'm This is the town where the clowns put it down, baby. Mama say stop or I'm gonna tell a papa. Close the door before your child hear the sound, baby.